1: We would like to thank W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live, where your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne, thank you for joining us. Before we introduce tonight's guests, I just have to announce that Tamara and I have both just recently released solo novels, and so I'm going to turn it over to her, and she's going to tell you a little bit about them, Um, assuming the... uh, studio allows her to do it.
2: So. <laughs> that's on. right. And if they don't, <laughs> Alistair will be taking over because we are collaborators after all. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's right. My book is Brimstone. It takes place in 1968. It's a coming-of-age novel. The Brimstone Grand Hotel, owned by reclusive farmer movie star Delilah Devine, looms high on Hospital Hill, harboring long-buried family secrets that whisper of unimaginable horrors. Horrors that will echo down through generations. And within the walls of the brimstone Grand, the past has come back to life. And Holly Tremaine and her grandmother Delilah are faced with an ancient familial evil that rages just below the old hotel's serene facade. It's an evil that won't rest until it possesses Holly, body, mind, and soul. Now, Alistair's new book is The Silver Dagger. It's book two in the Vampires of Crimson Cove series. And it picks up where the crimson corset leaves off. Life in Crimson Cove has been good to the Coulter brothers since Gretchen Van Trees was staked, and her horde of vampires scattered. But when she rises from the grave, the brothers are torn apart, their lives and the peace between them shattered. Meanwhile, a serial killer is stalking the little mountain town, leaving a trail of blood that leads to a truth Sheriff Ethan Hunter doesn't want to face. The streets are no longer safe, nor are the forests. An unknowable evil has come to Crimson Cove and everyone, vampire and human alike, must come together in order to survive. Alistair?
1: All right, and the first book in that series is the Crimson Corset that's available at Amazon.com. They both are, and if you are a vampire fan... You might also want to check out its companion novel, Darling Girls, which is a Thorn and Cross collaboration which features the vampires not only of Crimson Cove but also of Tamara's novel, Candle Bay. Uh, Again, you're listening to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarathorn.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com. If you tweet, our handles are at CrossAlistair and at Tamara and you can also check us out on Facebook on our Haunted Nights Live page. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at AuthorsOnTheAir.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right. That out of the way, we are happy to uh, introduce tonight's guests, and there are two of them, and that makes us especially happy because we love talking to other collaborators. Uh, So, first things first, W.D. Gagliani is the author of the Nick Lupo series, as well as the thrillers The Judas Hit and Savage Nights. He's a Bram Stoker nominee, and his stories have been published in many anthologies, garnering six honorable mentions in the year's best fantasy and horror. David Benton is the author of the ecological horror novel, Fauna. The team of W.D. Gagliani and David Benton has published short fiction in various anthologies, plus the Amazon Kindle World's Vampire Diaries tie-in, Voracious in Vegas. Some of their collaborations are available in the collection Mysteries and Mayhem, and their novel, Killer Lake, is due from Deadeye Press on August 15, 2019.
2: Yes. and and I will tell you about I want to tell you about killer lake real quickly because there's a recipe for it that you have to hear it's the recipe for a satanic panic uh take a medium-sized cult and their best demonic summoning Mix with a dash of strange psychic powers. Generously add murderous reanimated corpses, inbred cannibal rednecks, sex-starved half-naked co-eds, horny football players, and a surprise creature or two. Sprinkle uh, in a fancy log cabin mansion, a labyrinthine set of tunnels, and a secret ritual chamber. Stir, bake on high at 666 degrees. Now introduce them, <laughs> William D. Gagliani and David Benton. Welcome.
0: Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Hello.
2: Oh, we're glad to have you guys back. Yeah, so how are you?
3: Fantastic.
2: And, and you're coming to us up. live from KillerCon, right? In Indeed. Austin.
0: Indeed. Indeed, in ah. KillerCon in Austin.
2: I hope you have lots of fun. Already started. Well, meanwhile. Yeah. Go ahead, (laughs) Alistair. Uh, All
1: right. So, so, all right. Killer Lake. This is, um, we, uh, I have, this is, I, first of all, I have to say, and and when we had uh, you on uh, Bill earlier, uh, I mentioned this and I, I, and I have to say it again. I love the cover of this. It just really calls to me. I, (laughs) it's just one of those books I really, really want to read. Um, And I'm looking forward to doing that. What? I guess I, what I'd like to know is, is you, you did this together. You, you do a lot together. Who, for this book in particular, for Killer Lake, did, did one of you come up with the idea more so than the other one? How does that work?
0: Uh, this is Bill. Uh, it, sometimes, you know, it works different ways, but in this case, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Dave uh, did the start, uh, came up with the majority of the plot and laid down the framework, and then I jumped in with uh, the areas that he left open for me, and then we, we ended on a spurt of uh, total collaboration
3: at the end. And here's Dave. Oddly, I would say that it was totally equal. We discussed everything in advance. <laughs>
0: yeah, but, yeah, but Dave, really, Dave really came to me with the plot
3: and you know it
0: was uh it, it was a good plot and we as as we always do we hashed it out uh together to make sure that we knew where we were going with it but uh you know Dave they laid down the first tracks and then uh, you know we went from there but uh, but we do it differently every time probably right right
2: so How
1: what what can How much do you about know the about plot?
2: the oh. don't mind us we talk over each other all the time sorry, we can't sorry. help it yeah yeah no, that, go ahead.
1: I was just asking. I was just asking what what can you tell us about the plot? Um, we we know about you know we know that there are horny football players and <laughs> half naked coeds, but what? <laughs> tell us a little more about the plot, and then Tamara, you can ask your question.
3: Um,
1: I don't want to give away too much in terms of you know
3: people who may want to buy it for any surprises that are in store, uh, in terms of Lot. It's, it's very eighties horror related. It's it's more of, it's a, almost a tip in the hat to the, the splatterpunk subgenre of horror fiction and horror mm-hmm. films of the eighties. And in the end, while we were working on it, I, I guess sometimes villainize collaborative technique when uh, we have. Divergent ideas of what we want to do. Uh, oftentimes, our idea of compromise is trying to work both ideas into the plot. Okay. And and in this case, in the case of Killer Lake, I, I guess it went a little off the rails, and eventually we decided that it would be really fun. Try to put as many uh, common horror tropes as we could in one novel, and still keep uh, to keep it like a seamless narrative where it didn't feel like those things did not belong together. And I, I think Camera read the uh, the book description, and from that yeah. <laughs> that there, yeah, tell there's there's a yeah. lot going on in Killer Lake. Uh, a lot of times I think of it as almost reading uh, five Richard Lehman novels at the same time.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice, nice.
0: That is a lot. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a good description. The five Lehman novels is a, is a good description of how we kind of approached it. Um, you know, and, and we really did try to bring in as many of those, uh, you know, I mean, they're sort of familiar, but they're familiar. That's what we love about them is that they're familiar. And so we wanted to, as, we, as Dave said, tip of the hat or you know pay homage to uh, uh, you know, these folks that we all loved in our in our 80s movies and also in those great slasher novels. So we've got a little bit of everything in here, you know, uh, including the kitchen sink. If I remember, I think there, a kitchen sink. <laughs> there may be two kitchen sinks. I think. Yeah, we, we have <laughs> like, two.
2: That sounds great. <laughs> But you you were talking about, you know, how you plot and who lays out what. What we would love to know, because we did the same thing together, is how much do you know about the book before you start writing it? Do you just know sort of a basic beginning, middle, and end, or do you plot a lot? Well, you
0: know, it's different every time But remember, we've only collaborated on two novels, technically now, A children's novel, a young adult's novel That nobody knows about, really But is out there uh, under one of our pen names And then this one And uh, I, I think our short stories, we do, we do differently Sometimes we know the entire story And other times we're just sort of driving toward an end But we don't know necessarily what's in the middle but I think that's where bouncing, you know, bouncing off of each
1: other really works.
0: And we're able to uh, take those hazy middle parts and, you know, make them seem really, uh, uh, really, uh, uh, you know, destined to be there. You know, they, 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 seem, to, they seem to fit uh, once we bounce them off of each other. Uh, but sometimes, you know, we've had a, uh, an idea for a story. Uh, like one that we wrote recently, where we knew pretty much the whole story and then it was just a matter of putting sections in the into order um, so you know we approach things differently
1: right right.
2: We tried to write so, a short story okay. once, it I, turned into a novel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we
1: don't even try anymore. They're too hard. No. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for both of you. It's the same question, but um, I'm going to ask one at a time. I, I, I think I'm curious to know this. So we'll start with Bill. Um, what would you say, Bill, is um, David's greatest strength as a writer?
0: David's greatest strength as a writer is he's uh, got an endless uh, line of ideas, I think. And the second thing is um, I think he writes dialogue better than I do. Um, I, I'm more of a description guy, I think. And, um, you know, the dialogue is a little harder for me. Once I get into a groove, but it usually works okay. But I think uh, for, from my point of view anyway, David's ideas, sometimes he's good at driving the plot. When I'm not sure where to go And in fact sometimes uh, I don't know if you'll agree with this But I, I think personally Sometimes it's good because if I'm not sure where to go He'll throw something out And you know it'll be, a, it'll be Kind of a you know in left field For me and that's then a challenge So I find that, that right. It makes me think more So that's my answer
1: Right all right uh, David what would you say is Bill's greatest strength As a writer
3: Bill is a fantastic writer. I mean, technically, descriptively, he's great. I, I borderline consider myself a writer. I, I consider myself more of a creative person, and I love creative activities, whatever they are. <laughs> but Bill is like a natural-born writer. He's really fantastic in terms of his technical skill. And uh, in terms of how he ended what he was saying, that works mutually back and forth. Where we, um, it's part of at least our collaborative process. Makes me have to think in a different way than I normally would. If I were if I were plotting something on my own, Bill just throws out different ideas that are. That are very different sometimes from the ideas that I would have, and sometimes i I think making our differences work together right really strengthens a lot of our collaborative work
1: mm-hmm. right right yeah. all right um okay so 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 bill what what is your or rather, who is your favorite character in Killer Lake and why?
0: Huh, that's a good one. My favorite character in Killer Lake is probably, it's probably a character that's not on stage as much as some of the others, but then becomes a total surprise. So, I don't want to give too much away, but you know, there's some stuff. That, there's some stuff that goes on that where you you kind of lose track of somebody, and then all of a sudden you're given a lot more about that one person. And I don't even want to say the name. I want to leave it alone. For that. I want to. I want to leave it as a surprise. But I think it, it, it's it's something that helps us. I think bring the book to a close in exactly the perfect way, uh, depending on how you look at it. And, uh, you right. know, I, I, think, I think, well, we, we basically have a whole wide cast of characters, but you're really focusing mostly on four, maybe five people, a fifth person. And, um, you know, a, a lot of them interact throughout the book, but one of kind of gets edged out until later, and that's, that's my favorite
1: character. I don't know about that. All right. Dave, Dave, <laughs> it All right. Uh, yeah, David. Dave, what's who's your favorite character and why? Okay.
3: Okay. This is this is very interesting. You you guys will understand this, <laughs> because as the publishing process goes, it's it's been a while since we wrote this this piece and then you know submitted it and it was accepted and <clears throat> so it's it's been finished for a long time, and. Uh-huh. Well, unfortunately, I don't remember the name of the character. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: it happens. It happens. Um, yes, uh, I think it, I think it's either Kaylee or Kayla.
3: She ends up being kind of the the heroine of of the story in general. Um, it, it's something like that. But she but she's my favorite. Well, yeah.
1: All right. I could you know, explain part
0: of the reason gave confused is because we changed the name. Uh, we started with one and then we we changed it slightly. And so I think mm-hmm. you know neither of us remembers which is the final name. But that's that's kind of it's kind of a running a running joke between us. We were actually laughing about it earlier. But neither of us could remember oh yeah.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> the name.
1: It 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 happens. I mean, you know, if it makes She's you really very better confident. uh we we do this uh we kinda have we balance. We we have we each have a solo going at the same time and then we have our, our Ravencrest series which is ongoing and we're also always working on uh a main collaboration. And so we've got three going at all times and one time we were writing and and, and we <laughs> Our character wouldn't do what we wanted her to do And it just wasn't making any sense And we were both there for this 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 is not like one of us (laughs) We were both And all of a sudden we realized why it wasn't working And anyway, come to find out We were in the wrong book We were trying to (laughs) Our governess from Ravencrest We all of a sudden just threw her into our collaboration And couldn't figure (laughs) out why we no. didn't know what to do with
2: her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so what right happened? We didn't know. <laughs> no. And right now we have, in Alistair's new solo, he has a, a, a priest, Father Scarlatti. Yep. And in Ravencrest, we have a priest, Father uh, De Vargas, And Anthony and the and. Uh, uh, and uh, Antonio and Vincent, and we cannot keep them straight to save our souls. We we read back to each other yeah. every day, and we're always moving Vincent and Antonio back and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so so
1: yeah, no, we get it, we get it, totally.
2: Yeah, oh, do we get it?
1: <laughs> All right, no.
0: you know that's part of the joy of collaboration. I think you know it, kind it of is. is.
2: It yeah, is. It
1: really is. you don't
2: feel stupid because the other person's just as bad. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, so, so Bill and David, so you guys, you guys obviously work well together, or you you wouldn't still be doing it. Um, most most collaborative efforts don't make it even as far as you guys have gone. So, so mm-hmm. we know that you get along and that you gel really well uh, writing um do you do you guys get along well personally or you do you do you pal around or is it just you know business? what's that like?
3: we actually we actually do pal around. We live uh, not too far from each other and uh, we go out for dinner, we go out for drinks, we talk about other things outside of writing. And we hang out.
1: All all right, that must be nice, nice
2: to live yeah, so close. Probably. We have road Conductive. trips together and we text all night, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, right?
1: Yeah. We're we're not very close, though. I mean, I mean, uh, in physical distance, that's the problem. Physically, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are. You guys right, are so.
0: you're, you're not you're not near each other, right? And they're
2: physically close. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just <laughs>
1: no. Yeah. We're 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 Hundreds of miles away. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, So we we don't we don't uh, get together or anything like that. But we're always chit chatting. Always. Yeah. It's hard not to because you you know you could be you know the middle of the night you know or late at night I should say uh, you know get get an idea for something or something you know comes along. I don't I don't really know. I suppose it's possible that that two collaborators could just be just strictly business partners. But I don't really know what that would look like, you know,
2: to be honest. It would be boring. Yeah. It would be hard. I mean, yeah. th- you, guys, yeah. you guys brainstorm by text at night. We do that all night long sometimes. We turn our sounds down so we don't wake each other up because we're always brainstorming. You know, you'll get up to pee and, oh, that's a good idea, and I send it to him or vice versa. And then the next time I wake up, oh, look, he sure answered. He got up too. <laughs> but you guys do that? or <laughs> no? You know, it's interesting. No. We,
0: don't, we, we don't text ideas, no. We, we, we yeah. do, I mean, we do, we do email, phone, and occasionally we're both on Google Docs. Um, but, uh, I mean, we, you know, we do a lot in person, too. I mean, a lot of our plotting...
2: Oh, yeah, you have that do, going on. Get,
0: yeah, I mean, we get together, you know, for, um, you know, I, I work a lot at Starbucks, so sometimes Dave pops into Starbucks and we'll, we'll do a plotting session for a couple hours. You know, or or we we'll oh. do that in the bar. Honestly, sometimes it's the bar. You know, and uh, right. we'll, we'll plot together. We'll plot together in person, and then the rest of it gets done by phone, by email, and uh, like I yeah. said, and Google Docs. Yeah. So, and, and both, yeah. And, we both, stay on. We've never tried Skype. We've never tried using Skype to write.
2: Oh, we we <laughs> use Skype and Google Docs all day long every day. Yeah. We're always connected. Yeah, yeah. 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 In the daytime.
1: So, so, what does it look like when, when you guys, when you guys are, are you know plugging along, riding and one of you has an idea or decides to go a direction that the other one does not agree with? How do you resolve that? We
0: we hashed it out. Yeah, wow, I wow, I
3: don't know. I I can't think of a time that that happened. Like I I said, oftentimes our idea of compromise is trying to work both of our ideas into the story. I I mean, I literally can't think of any time that we've worked together where we've had like a real conflict in terms of one of us really wanting to go in one direction and the other one... Wanting to go into a different direction, collaboration yeah. is such a weird thing because you kind of have to be able to put your ego aside and realize the other person's idea is just as valid as your idea. And uh, this 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 yeah. novel, uh, Killer Lake, is a great example of that, because it kind of sprang out of you know multiple instances instances of us being like, how about this or how about this? And being like, well, hey, why not? Why not both? You know, and eventually it ended up being this kind of exercise in seeing how many tropes we could put in one novel and have it still <laughs> be, uh, co- yeah, still have be coherent. Right. Right. sounds familiar. Yeah, have like, have yeah. like a, yeah. a plot that, doesn't, that isn't crazy, but has a lot of different elements in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so so now, you guys so, can't so
1: answer that
2: any more than you know, we do. Yeah.
1: Exactly. We, we, it's, the, it's the same way for us. And so I have one more question for you guys. Um, uh, Bill, first, um, as, as, you know, one word answer, what would you say? Because we could ask this a lot what would you say if I asked you what the key is to successfully collaborating?
0: You literally just want one word?
1: Um, well, it doesn't need to be one word. Just You're okay. fine. Just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but see the key to good collaboration, what? That's, a, that's, a good, that's a tough question. I think the key to good collaboration is to listen. You know, listen to the listen to the other person's point of view, and you know, uh, sometimes you know, sometimes uh, you know, Dave will have some ideas, and I don't necessarily follow where he's going. So I'll just ask a bunch of questions. You know, I mean, a, I'll pepper him with questions. Like, so why are you doing this? Why did she do that? You know, and I think <laughs> while you know he's while he's answering me, we're kind of both also, you know, kind of figuring it out. At the same time, and, right? You know, if the, if the questions are 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 decent, then the answers will point the way, you know. And uh, and you know, and right. sometimes he quest- he questions what I'm doing. So I mean, I guess listening, I think, to the other person is really the key, because otherwise, if it's just I just want to give all my ideas, in, um, you know, then it's like a band where one of the members can't get their songs in and so he leaves. <laughs> so, right.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my, that's all right. All plan. right, David. Plan. How would you answer that? I think I would answer it
3: uh, in exactly what I said before, which is similar but a different way, which is you, you have to be able to put your ego aside. You can't be hard-headed about your, your ideas. You need to realize that the other person's ideas are just as valid as your ideas. And I, I guess exactly what Bill said, li- listen to them. And try to work with it, and not be entrenched with what you're thinking personally.
1: Right, right.
3: But maybe, Good maybe. Answers. All right. Maybe it's the same thing as having any relationship with someone else. You know, yeah. not necessarily <laughs> collaboration, but any kind of relationship. You really need to listen and realize that the other person's opinion is valid, and pay attention.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I that, oh, right. right, I agree. Right? Uh, all right, you. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, I have a quick question. How did President Child answer that?
2: Um, um, they they said a marriage is the best if they don't sleep together. You know, if you sleep two thousand miles apart, and then you get along yep, really yep, well. That's right. <laughs> that's how they always. That's what they always say, and it's true. That's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's right. All right. You guys are awesome. Um, Killer mm-hmm. Lake, it is out. It's I'm looking forward to it. Um, before we mm-hmm. let you guys go, David, where can our listeners find out more about you and what you do?
3: Oh, boy. Maybe on Facebook? All right. Mm-hmm. I don't have a web address or anything. So. Okay. All
0: right. What about you, Bill? telling you to have a, a website. Um, for me, it's uh, uh, Facebook WD Gagliani, Um and uh, uh, on the on the web, it's uh, WDGagliani.com. dot com. All right,
1: right, perfect. All right, you guys, um, happy collaborating. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for being on. It's a pleasure as always yeah. to have you. And um, keep you. in touch. And the next time you have something new out, let us know, and we'll have you back. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you for having. So- Thank you for having us. Awesome. Awesome. You are welcome.
2: Having a mm-hmm. to drink together All right. Someday. All right. All <laughs> yeah, right. Joy. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, thank exactly. you
1: so much. All right. Thank you. Very and thank you everybody for listening and uh this is Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights live and until next week we wish you haunted nights
2: and sweet screams. Thank oh, you
1: for oh, listening. <laughs>
2: What <laughs> the